Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Evolution 101 podcast. The show was formerly hosted by the Infidel Guy at www.infidelguy.com, but we're currently striking out on our own for a somewhat independent, although still affiliated, podcast. My name is Zachary Moore. Uh, I have a PhD in pathobiology and molecular medicine, which basically just means that I study molecular biology, that is DNA, RNA, and protein, in the context of human disease. Uh, So you can call me Zach, you can call me Dr. Zach if you want, but don't call me Dr. Moore, that's what they call me at work, and I want to keep it that way. Okay, uh, if you have any questions for me, personal questions, um, you can always email me at zach at drzach.net. That's Z-A-C-H at D-R-Z-A-C-H dot N-E-T. If you have any questions that you would like to see answered on this podcast, you can visit the homepage for this podcast, which is www.freethoughtmedia.com slash evolution101. This is still hosted by the Infidel Guy. So the goal of this podcast is to answer questions about evolutionary theory in layman's terms. And I I think this is really important because there's been somewhat of a failure of science education, especially in the United States, uh, to get across these very crucial um, concepts, especially about evolution, uh, to the average person. I know the when I took science in high school, there was not a lot of emphasis on you know, evolutionary theory. It was almost kind of an afterthought. And, uh, you know, eventually, of course, I, I learned about it and, and uh, you know, found that it was very interesting and, and uh, was incredibly convinced by the evidence. But most people don't, you know, I mean, it. most people don't take the time to really educate themselves about this. So, when you ask the average person about evolution, they often have a lot of misconceptions or fallacies or, you know, a lot of things that actually have been promoted by creationists over the years. So, as a scientist, for me, um, it's it's kind of a public service almost to do something like this because I really want to, to get a better understanding of, you know, not just evolutionary theory, but sort of science in general, to the average person. And so I'm going to do my best to answer your questions and address other subjects about evolution in uh, layman's terms uh, as, as simply as possible so that everybody can understand them. So the first question I want to answer is, what is evolution? You know, It's a good way to start off the podcast. So evolution is both a fact and a theory. Now this might seem kind of counterintuitive to some people, Um, but this is mostly because people have a a misconception about what it means to have a theory in in the scientific sense. A theory is not a guess. A theory is not a hypothesis. A hypothesis in science is more like an educated guess. It's it's a a question that we ask about a certain phenomenon based on uh, what observations we've seen about it. A theory, however, is a conceptual framework that we use to sort of make sense of conclusions and other observations that have already been made. So a theory is not a guess, no matter you know what, what stickers they put on textbooks to try to uh, get people to believe that, well, if it's just a theory, then you know, so what? 
That's not the case. A theory has, when, when we talk about a scientific theory, there's a huge weight of evidence uh, that already exists and has been accepted scientifically before that theory can even be conceptualized. So a theory is not a guess. But what I mean when I talk about evolution as fact, you know, some creationists might say, well, you know, how dare you presume to assert that evolution is a fact. I mean, even if, as you say, it's just a theory and a conceptual framework, that's far from being a fact. Well, that's true. But when I talk about evolution as fact, I'm not talking about the theoretical framework. I'm talking about something different. Evolution basically means change, right? Now, when I talk about evolution as fact, what I'm saying is evolution is the change in allele frequency in the population over time. Okay? Now, what is an allele? Because there's probably a lot of people that you know, really don't know what that is. It's not a common term. The easiest way to think of an allele is as a certain flavor of a gene. So you, you might talk about the ice cream gene, and you could say, well, there's different flavors of the ice cream gene. There's vanilla, there's chocolate, there's strawberry. Well, just as there's different flavors of ice cream, there's different variations of genes. For example, in a hypothetical flower, there might be a gene that controls the color of the petals. Now, in the most common allele that we would find in this flower population, which in evolution we call the wild-type allele, the gene codes for a red color. So that would be the wild-type allele would be considered the red allele. But let's say that there's a mutation someplace in the, in the population, and the gene for a red color gets changed, and it, instead of causing a red color, it causes a white color. We would say that the gene in which the mutation has occurred, that has become a different allele. So in the population, you have red alleles now and white alleles. And the frequency, the number of individuals in that population that have the red allele versus the white allele, that can change over time. And as that changes, evolution happens. And this is a, a, a very easily observed phenomenon. We observe it all the time. So this change in allele frequency in a population over time happens in every population. And we can observe this, and it's fairly easy, just like with uh, Gregor Mendel observing the frequency of purple flowers to white flowers in his pea plants. Uh, we can measure the, uh, the frequency of red hair in a, population, in a human population. We can measure the frequency of blue eyes in a population. So there's no question at all that this phenomenon takes place, what I just described, the change in allele frequency. And that is what I'm talking about when I talk about the fact of evolution. And this is no more disputed than the fact of gravity, the fact of human disease, the fact of um, chemical reactions taking place. These are things that we can observe right in front of us and we have to take these observations as scientists and create theoretical frameworks to make sense of what it means to have all these alleles changing in a population. And so that's the purpose of evolutionary theory. It provides a conceptual framework to explain the relevance of the fact of evolution, what I just talked about, the change in allele frequency, to what we already know about biology. Right? So biology tells us that children inherit their genes from their parents. 
And biology also tells us that the same alleles can be found in humans and chimpanzees. So evolutionary theory comes in and says, okay, therefore we have common descent between humans and chimpanzees. That's evolutionary theory in a nutshell. It comes in and makes sense of these, um, you know, these these mysteries of science. It shines light on you know, on the darkness of uh, the lack of human understanding. <clears throat> and this is no different from gravitational theory in physics, germ theory also in biology, and atomic theory in physics and chemistry. So just as these other scientific theories are accepted. Uh, by scientists and the public, evolutionary theory is also accepted by science, and it should be accepted by the public. Okay, well, this is the end, then, of the first episode of the Evolution 101 podcast. I've had a great time doing this, and I hope I've sufficiently explained the difference between evolution as fact and as theory to everybody. Uh, If there's any further questions about it, you can uh, direct them in an email to me at zach at drzach.net, Or if you have any questions that you'd like to see answered on this podcast, please direct them to the website at freethoughtmedia.com slash evolution101. There's a number of questions there already, and it's going to make for a lot of interesting podcasts to come. Even without all those questions, there's still a lot of issues in evolutionary theory that uh, can be addressed uh, for several years. And I hope that this podcast is well-received, and I'm sure that it's going to have a very good and successful run. So thanks again to Reggie for passing this off to us, and we'll see you next week.